Good morning. You're listening to Lift Your Spirits Radio on 1150 AM KKNW. I'm your host, Bernadette Pager of Informed Choice Washington. Today's show is all about face masks. With the state order now in place and the governor recently telling businesses that they have to bar customers who aren't wearing masks, it's sort of the topic of the day and we cannot escape it. So let's talk about it. Uh, I'm inviting you all to call in. We've got two numbers to choose from. We've got 888-298-5569 and 425-373-5527. So if you've got a mass uh, mask experience that you would like to share with us today, uh, give me a call and, and let's hear what's going on in your world. So tomorrow is the 244th anniversary of the birth of our great nation. It's July 4, 1776 is the day when the Second Continental Congress agreed upon the final language of the Declaration of Independence. It's not the date it was signed. It's the date they agreed upon the language. And I think that's so amazing. As a person who works with words, as a writer, uh, communicator, public educator, words are so important. And the words of the Declaration of Independence, I tell you, I read them this morning, and they have never meant more to me um, in my life. So I'm going to uh, read a bit just from the opening, and then we are we have our first caller. So I, but I. I want you all to hear this and think about it deeply here. When in the course of human events, it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands which have connected with them another and to assume among the powers of the earth, the separate and equal station to which the laws of nature and of nature's God entitle them. A decent respect to the opinions of mankind requires that they should declare the causes which impel them to the separation. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, that to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed, that whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends, it is the right of the people to alter or to abolish it and to institute new government, laying its foundation on such principles and organizing its powers in such form as to them shall seem most likely to affect their safety and happiness. Prudence indeed will dictate that governments long established should not be changed for light and transient causes and accordingly all experience hath shown that mankind are more disposed to suffer while evils are sufferable than to right themselves by abolishing the forms to which they are customs but when a long train of abuses and usurpations pursuing invariably the same object invinces a design to reduce them under absolute depotism It is their right, it is their duty to throw off such government and to provide new guards for their future security. Such has been the patient sufferance of these colonies, and such is now the necessity which constrains them to alter their former systems of government. The history of the present king of Great Britain is a history of repeated injuries and usurpations, all having in direct object the establishment of an absolute tyranny over these states. To prove this, let facts be submitted to a candid world. So I've never really truly understand the importance of those words until the experience we're having now in this COVID chaos. And Informed Choice Washington exists to, to bring facts to people so that fully informed decisions can be made. We don't have to agree on anybody's final decision, but we really feel passionately that in order to make a good decision for yourself and your neighbor, you need full facts. And that's why Informed Choice Washington exists. So the subject of face masks is strangely controversial. You'd think that science alone would dictate what's going on with face masks, but that is not the case. Um, I see that we already have here on the line uh, a very special caller. Uh, Dr. Ben Lynch is on the phone. Good morning, Dr. Ben. Good morning. Happy to be here. 
Thank you so much for calling in. I've been watching uh, some of the information you've been putting out there on social media regarding masks. Um, can you tell us, um, like, what are your thoughts on this mask order? Well, it's, uh, as you said, it's strangely controversial. And uh, I really enjoyed hearing you read the Constitution again. That uh, it's, it's amazing. And I think there's a missing component of that. Uh, in the, the American population right now, and that is, you know, it's our duty. It's our duty. And I think we forget that it's our duty to do the research. It's our duty to talk with others. It's our duty to listen to ourselves and how we're feeling. So when a government tells you that you have to wear a mask and you put on a mask and you do not feel good, you something doesn't feel right, then take it off because mm -hmm. you might be hurting yourself more than you're protecting yourself. And, the, you know, with the media and all that nowadays influencing people on a, in a big, big manner, you know, people are stopping to think about themselves because they're listening to media, and it's very powerful. It's very mm -hmm. powerful influence. So I think people just need to stop for a moment and turn off the news, turn off the, everywhere it is, whether you're reading it, listening to it, watching it, or talking about it. You just need to stop, and you just need to tune into yourself personally. And if you're wearing a mask, you just need to you know, put it on and see how you feel. Go for a walk, walk around the house. Do you notice slight head fog? Do you notice, you know, increased anxiety? You know, is your, is your heart going? Um, you know, symptoms of pain in your muscles. You know, there, there's, there's something that might be happening. And if there's nothing mm -hmm. happening and you believe you should wear a mask, go for it. But my mm -hmm. words of caution are public health implements policies which are wide-sweeping without any sake of the individual itself. And uh, I think that's a big problem. This also ties in the vaccines as well. Well, the language is, is almost identical, how they are saying that the mask really won't protect you. You know, it's not capable of blocking viruses. It's not yes. going to keep you from getting sick. But if you wear it, it will protect you from getting others sick, which to me, it's like, what is this magic cloth that it, it, it goes one way, but not the other? Right. Um, so, it, you know, it doesn't make sense. And, and yes, it will trap and catch droplets if you sneeze. Big droplets. Yeah, but the the virus particles can still pass through the cloth, right? You know, the, yeah. they've done, it's... The, the science is, is out there. It's quite remarkable. Um, um, and But you did some science yourself, just sort of field tests. You went out there with one of those oxygen monitor things on your finger, and you took a 10-minute mm -hmm. walk. Tell mm -hmm. us the results of what you experienced. Yeah, so, you know, what I'm hearing from a lot of, you know, this is, sounds so weird, uh, pro-mask supporters, um, you know, who are really, really pushing mask-wearing everyone, uh, they're saying that, you know, you put on a mask, uh, your oxygen saturation is totally normal. It's fine. It stays 98, 99, 100, no problem. So I was like, well, I don't think so because I put it on and I just don't feel right. And my kids put it on and after a few minutes, they want to rip it off because they feel like they're short of oxygen. My wife did the same mm -hmm. thing. So if, if everyone in our home, four out of five, actually, our oldest son didn't really try it, um, they they all felt something. So I said, okay, what the hell? I'm going to take my pulse oximeter. I'm going to put it on my finger. I'm going to wear a face shield, not even a mask, but a face shield, which allows uh, you to see people and, uh, well, it allows them to see you, more, mm -hmm. you know, rather. And, um, you know, I thought it would increase airflow. Mm -hmm. And so I put it on and I went for just a walk. And that's it. Not a power walk, not a run, nothing, just a walk. And, you know, my, my, before I put it on, it, my, pulse ox, uh, my oxygen saturation was 99. As I went for a walk, you know, it dropped to 98. And it stayed at 98 for quite some time. And, um, and then I, I went to the top of a hill, uh, which is a mild hill. It dropped to about 97. And then I turned around and it came back to 98, 99. And then interestingly, um, on the second pass, so about 10 minutes in, uh, I noticed that my pulse ox uh, was beeping. And it was beeping loudly. And so uh, I looked at it, and it said 93. I'm like, oh, my goodness. I just mm -hmm. went for a basic walk, and that's when I recorded the video. So it dropped mm -hmm. to 93. Mm -hmm. 
And that's starting so, to get into territory where, you know, things could possibly uh, be affected. You're, you get brain fog or other you know, health issues begin. Yeah. And, you know, oxygen is, that's the first thing that we need as, as humans. You know, if, if you look at the, the, the level of importance of food, water, and air, air is number one. So yeah. it's also interesting, you know, when you when you lack air, your your cognitive ability reduces. Mm -hmm. So your ability to think and reason also goes down. You know, and I'm no conspiracy theorist, but man, this is there's so many things that that just are not right with this whole COVID thing. It just it it smells like a big big rat, and <laughs> and uh, you know I I just don't appreciate it. And so we have to be informative, you know, informing others. We have to be listening to our how our cells are feeling and yeah. i honestly don't think we should be listening to the government i don't um well you know this this is what i think we've been very complacent we've been sort of lucky in the united states that things have been relatively calm here compared to the rest of the world for decades right and it's been very easy to just say oh that's the government shrug your shoulders and and just like it says right there in the in the proclamation there it says that mankind are more disposed to suffer while evils are sufferable than to right themselves by abolishing the forms to which they are accustomed and that's what we're seeing here so i don't know how many people i've talked to in grocery stores and elsewhere who are wearing a mask and i ask them you know do you are you comfortable with it why are you wearing it and they say oh i think it's stupid but i just do it because i i don't want to be different mm -hmm. or you know mm -hmm. we have the peer to pressure. the peer pressure right and so it's like it's amazing to me how 244 years ago that that basic element of mankind's willingness to put up with something is it was so important that they they put it right there in the beginning it's just it, it just blows me away because that's exactly what we're experiencing and you know i'm a person and i know you are that i love science i love to read deeply and be fully informed and um and informed choice washington as a nonprofit, have been working really hard to educate as much as we can on on the science of covid what's you know, what's being learned, the science of the, um, uh, the treatments, because there are effective working treatments that, and that's one of the big issues here is why are you putting a mask on healthy people instead of saving those people that, um, that, that need these good treatments? Why is anybody in Washington state still being intubated when we know that comes with 80% fatality? Uh, you know, and it, it's just, it's very, it's very frustrating. Um, so tell me about the experiment that you did um, with your son with the face mask. Now, he, um, he put it on, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, we use the face shield. So shield. You know, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm preparing to fight as just as you are, which I appreciate the, the schools of Washington State, you know, superintendents of Washington State to say, hey, you know, masks should not be worn by kids. It's just not, okay. it's not a it's just a no-go. Uh, mm -hmm. A, you know, many, many kids are anemic, and if you're anemic, your oxygen uh, saturation in your body is already lower. Kids are already having difficulty learning in schools for various reasons. They're already exposed to Wi-Fi. They're already exposed um, to unhealthy foods. They're already exposed to crowded classrooms. Um, we already mm -hmm. have uh, you know, not healthy food when ADHD is on the rise. And now we're going to put masks on them? No, this is just not okay. Um, and kids are, are, you know, compliant, very compliant. And so I, I don't, and they're very uh, influenced by uh, older people. And I just, I just don't like any of it. It doesn't sound good to me. Um, so I was thinking, okay, if, if I do this fight and, uh, and I lose, which I don't like losing, so I'm going to keep fighting, um, <laughs> uh, you know, and what about face shield? What if a kid puts a face shield on? At least the kids can see each other smiling and laughing, and they can recognize faces. Um, mm -hmm. The teachers, uh, they can tell if the teacher's smiling at them and proud of them for what they've done. Mm -hmm. Or if they're being little punks, you know, they can see mm -hmm. that the teacher is not happy with them. Facial mm -hmm. expressions are extremely important uh, mm -hmm. for humans and all animals, probably. Mm -hmm. um, 
So I, I don't think face masks yeah. should be used in school at all. So what I did is I, I got the face shield. I put it on my son. I said, hey, man, I'm, I'm trying to – he's 12. I said, put this on for and, and let me know how you feel. I didn't, I didn't prepare him or anything. I just total his own judgment. I said, put this on, um, you know, in case you have to wear a mask in school. I think this face shield actually may be better for you than a face mask. So put it on and, and tell me what you think. Mm-hmm. He puts it on. He's like, oh, yeah, this is good. I can see um, you know, and, and, uh, there's nothing really, uh, touching my face. And then he goes, it was only just after a short period of time. And he goes, well, actually it's, it's getting really stuffy. Um, it's getting warm. Uh, no. And he took it off. It wasn't wow. long. And, um, so he goes, I could feel my breath actually, you know, coming back on me. And, mm-hmm. uh, he needed more air and my wife put it on. Um, before him, and she felt the same way. She goes, "No, mm-hmm. this is this." Is, she feels it's actually worse um, mm-hmm. than a mask. Um, but mm-hmm. other people say other things. You know, everyone's different. Right, right. So everybody's you know, different. If, yeah, if you put on a face mask and you don't feel good, try a face shield. Mm-hmm. But try to find a face shield that has a bigger distance between your nose and the front covering. If you're required by your work for some reason, you cannot fight it uh, without being fired. Um, you know, try a face shield. But one that is uh, not too close to the face to avoid the experiences that your son and wife had. Yeah, that's right. And the thing that, you know, there there was seems to be for every step of the way of how the state has responded to COVID, there has been no pause to think about the entirety of the ramifications of this. It's like the only thing that's important is to stop the spread of COVID. And that's it. Any other collateral damage that happens, it's like, what? You don't care that people die of COVID? You, you well, know, you can't complain you know. about anything without being accused of wanting to spread. And um, and then one of the factors that they never consider is like the practicality of wearing a face shield or a, um, or a, a mask across your face is... If you're going to wear these a significant amount of time, like a child at school, you have to change or wash them when they become soiled or dirty. Can you imagine somebody sneezing in a face mask, right, or coughing? Mm-hmm. The, I mean, mm-hmm. the children are going to have to go wash these things continually. If you sneeze or cough into a face covering that's pressed to your face, like a cloth mask or a, a paper mask, that's disgusting, right? You're going to immediately going to have to go change that get a new one, wash your hands, wash your face because it, it puts all the schmutz right back on your face as well as the cloth. You know, the, they're so impractical and they do not block viruses. So that's the, that's the other thing. They, they have been found to be, and Dr. Tony Fauci and the U.S. Surgeon General have both said that wearing them by the general public is not a good idea because you continually touch them and you spread whatever the mask collects to other people. Now, just because they now say people should wear them does not take away the science of the fact that people still spread whatever's on the mask because they you touch your face 20 to 30 times an hour. You know? Well, you know, you and I both know they're, they're what Inslee is trying to do in Washington State, ultimately, which is yeah. you know, a big part of what you're, what you're trying to do, right? We just, what do you think Inslee is actually ultimately trying to do with all this? Well, it's a placeholder. It's to make people completely, uh, to remain in fear and not feel empowered that they can actually get over COVID to ensure that they're, um, in a place of compliance and discomfort. So when any vaccine does come out, they are eager to line up to get it. There but it the is. problem, of course, is even the top people are now saying, um, well, it looks like maybe we might not be getting one soon. So really, I mean, we just need to treat people. We need liberty and lives saved. And that's sort of um, sort of been our motto on this. And I'm, I'm yeah. so, so glad, Dr. Ben, that you are... Um, active in the movement, putting yourself out there. It is the bizarrest thing in the world to me that this is political when it should be science-based. It's bizarre to me that it has split up families. It has split up up friendships that people who are choosing or can't wear a mask are being labeled anti-maskers 
what the heck is that all about? So there is definitely psychological um, issues that are happening here, the, the manipulation that is happening. And, and we need to bring it back to the facts, right? Just like the Declaration of Independence says, we have to submit the facts um, and Informed Choice Washington has done that. I'm going to read a little bit later in the show. Some we, we published an open letter to the governor about face masks because we, we have told him you, this, this order is masking existing working treatment protocols that can save lives, you know, um, and, and that's tragic. That might even be criminal. The information about the life-saving protocols that exist that need to be adopted across the board, um, you know, with, with doctors freely choosing which protocol best suits their patient. Um, the, I've, this information has been sent to the state. I personally have um, told it twice to the Washington State Board of Health. I've sent the information to the Chief Science Officer, Kathy Lofi, um, and the Secretary of Health Wiesman has the information as well. And I see no action, no action to ensure that these life-saving protocols that exist, and, and I'm not talking about, you know, some woo-woo thing. I'm talking about like the Math Plus protocol that was designed by the frontline doctors um, that work in ICUs. In fact, let me read you this real quick here. So when posting about his frustration that the effective Math Plus protocol was being ignored at the federal level, Dr. Paul Merrick, who's MD, FCCM, FCCP, endowed professor of medicine, chief division of pulmonary and critical care medicine at the Eastern Virginia Medical School, Nor Norfolk, he said, people are dying needlessly. I do not think the White House Coronavirus Task Force is being entirely honest with the American public. Furthermore, the amount of misinformation and the mixed messaging is causing panic and anxiety. This is a frontline doctor who's saving lives from COVID, from critical COVID cases. And why is this pr protocol being ignored? Likely because one of the components is IV vitamin C. And the drug industry really does not like the fact that IV vitamin C is so powerful at treating COVID, you know? So mm -hmm. there, there's just so much politics and politics should not get in the way and cost lives or, or cost liberty, right? Cost businesses to fail because um, they're not being traded. So is there anything else you, you want to leave us with here today, Dr. Ben, any words of wisdom or where can people find you if they want to see what you're all about and get some more information from you? Where can they find you? Yeah, well, before I do that, uh, I want to say that uh, we had COVID uh, in our home here and uh oh. it just hit yeah it just hit uh two days ago um there's a a boy we have a, a gym in our home and so the since all gyms are closed uh my sons have their friends come over and lift mm -hmm. uh weights and exercise you know something healthy to do mm -hmm. and so there's this boy uh who's a tremendous athlete and um he also struggles with asthma um so he was lifting, and my kids were all around him, and uh, shorter than six feet away. And uh, but they've been hanging out together for months, months. And you know, mm -hmm. we we kept the circle pretty close. Um, so you know, our exposures to the outside world were were fewer. Um, but we went on a sailing trip, and so our home wasn't open. And so this uh, one kid who usually uh, you know hangs out here went to this party, and. He must have gotten exposed there, um, but he came to our home, you know, a, a few days after the party, and he was lifting with my sons and, and their friends. And that night, uh, he, you know, after he lifted, he went to soccer practice, and then that evening he went home and he was so sick, 103 degree fever, um, mm -hmm. and uh, vomiting, um, and uh, so they went down and got the free testing now finally, which is available here in Seattle. Um, and he tested positive for COVID. Wow. So when my boys and all their friends uh, went down to get tested as well for COVID, they just did the drive-through uh, nasal swab, mm -hmm. you know, uh, nasal pharyngeal swab. And mm -hmm. uh, we just got the uh, notice last night that uh, all of our, everyone else is negative. Okay. So no mask, super close, kids super sick. And, uh, but none of my other kids and 
none of the other friends got it. Okay. So, and, and then how's the boy doing who was super sick? So um, we found out he had COVID, so I, I uh, got together my usual recommendations of glutathione, vitamin C, vitamin D, K. Um, mm-hmm. I was hesitant on the vitamin A. Um, so I didn't do it. Gave him some electrolytes with all the vomiting, and COVID appears to be depleting potassium as well. Um, mm-hmm. So I gave him electrolyte high in potassium, um, and uh, so I called him the next day. I said, "Hey man, how you doing? With all these supplements." Uh, I told him how to take it, and uh, he goes, "I'm already 30% better after one day." He goes, it's, it's "Right now, my throat is killing me, mm. and I wish I had given him the vitamin A because mm. he could have used the vitamin A to uh, coat his throat." Um, okay. And just leave it there because that works really well. Yeah. But uh, he's doing way better already. Yeah. Wow. Wow. That that's um, it's great that you were there, right there with the protocols, and that's what we need everybody to be able to have those quick uh, protocols. Um, if you can hang on for a few minutes, and Alex and Tacoma, I know you're there, and I will get to you in a minute. But we have to first go to a break. This is Bernadette with Informed Choice Washington on Lift Your Spirits Radio, KKNW, eleven fifty a.m. Need information about your child's vaccinations? Informed Choice Washington is a nonprofit organization of parents, family members, medical professionals, educators, and Washingtonians from all walks of life. They believe in personal freedoms and individual choices, including healthcare choices. Their mission is to advocate for vaccine policy reform based on scientific integrity and individual health needs, to promote education about healthy immunity, and to protect informed consent and medical freedom in Washington State. To stay informed, visit informedchoicewa.org. Informed Choice Washington envisions the future where every doctor is fully trained in identifying vaccine risk factors and recognizing vaccine injury. Every child is afforded a personalized approach to disease prevention, and every parent has the freedom to make the best healthcare decisions for themselves and their families. They know every child matters. Go to informedchoicewa.org today. Did you know that 70 to 80% of your immune system resides in your gut lining? Ion Gut Health goes beyond probiotics to strengthen this barrier and balance your microbiome the natural way. This soil-derived supplement is scientifically proven to reinforce your first line of defense, keeping harmful foreign particles out of your bloodstream. Maintain a healthy immune system so that it can protect you when you need it most. Support your immune system with Ion Gut Health. Learn more at ionbiome.com. We all know that vitamin C is an essential nutrient our immune system needs. But did you know there's scientific evidence that vitamin C can be used safely and effectively to boost your body's immune system to fight infections? To learn how you can live life to the fullest, find the vitamin C expert, Dr. Paul Anderson, on Instagram and Facebook by searching DRA online or visit at consultdranderson.com today. So you know, all healing begins in the cells and for the cells to do their job, well, they need the right nutrients like vitamin C and D and gases like oxygen. Did you know that there is a treatment that infuses every cell of your body with oxygen? Hyperbaric Oxygen Therapy, HBOT for short, is a safe and effective medical treatment that can be used in therapies for many injuries and diseases. HBOT was actually used successfully during the 1918 Spanish flu pandemic to treat hypoxia and respiratory failure. And it's now being used to successfully treat COVID-19 as several clinical trials are underway. HBOT increases your production of glutathione, which is critical to immune function and increases stem cell proliferation. To learn more about this century-old technology that is the future of medicine, visit hbotnews.org today. That's hbotnews.org. Walking your talk? Take us with you. The KKNW app makes streaming our programming easy on your phone or tablet. Welcome back to Lift Your Spirits Radio on 1150 AM KKNW. I'm your host, Bernadette Pager, and we're talking about masks today. If you have a mask story to relate, um, please give us a call at 
298-5569 or the local number is 425-373-5527. And Alex, thank you for your patience. Um, I'm going to speak a little bit more with Dr. Ben when we got him on the phone here and then we'll go to you. So thank you so much for, for holding there. So Dr. Ben, you were telling us that, um, you know, a, a young man that you know is over at your house and he's got the COVID and, uh, and you were mentioning the fever. So could, could you explain to us the importance of fever um, in fighting any um, illness, in a viral illness? Well, it's a simple, why do you cook your food before you eat it? You know, you, 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 you buy fish, you buy steak, you have eggs, and, um, you know, or you go out hunting, and, you know, people have been using fire for centuries <laughs> to, to mm -hmm. cook their food, and that is to uh, kill potential bacteria or parasites or whatever it potentially is in your food. Well, mm -hmm. it, the, the key word there is to kill parasites or bacteria or, or viruses. So uh, temperature uh, in our body uh, is, is regulated. And when there is an infection, the, the body stimulates fever in order mm -hmm. to protect us, in order to kill pathogens. That's its job. That is our, one of our biggest uh, defenses because it goes systemic. It's, the temperature goes everywhere. And, and then it kills, it denatures the proteins of the virus and uh, parasites and, and uh, you know, bacteria as well. So fevers are incredibly important. And we are really hurting people when we give them uh, diagnoses of any type of infection. And then we hand them Tylenol right after. Mm -hmm. And that is just terrible. Yeah, and Tylenol is a double hit because it not only reduces your your fever, so the the virus gets to you know replicate freely without being um, attacked, but it also depletes glutathione um, and the body's major antioxidant, and that's what you need, you know, increased at, at times of illness. Exactly. And you, when you when you brought the boy went to the hospital to the ER, you said um, they tried to give him Tylenol, right? Well, they, they gave him uh, a bottle of Tylenol, and they said, take this if you get a fever. I don't know if he had a fever at that moment or he just felt really, really bad. And, and he's living yeah. with his uh, you know, grandmother at the moment, and she's really nervous about his health because he has asthma. You know, he's, he's a mm -hmm. higher-risk uh, person. Mm -hmm. um, so, and when I found out that he had it, you know, I immediately created a care package and had my son drive it over to his house. Um, and then leave it on the doorstep. So, um, yeah, he, he took these things, and I, I found out that he was given Tylenol, and I texted him really quick. Actually, I called him. I said, hey, man, you, you do not take the Tylenol unless your fever gets to 105. If your fever gets to 105, then, yeah, you need to take it, um, and just be sure you keep taking the glutathione. He goes, okay, got it. I said, have you taken any Tylenol yet? He goes, no. And um, so and then I talked to him the next day, and that's when he told me he was already 30% better. Fantastic. So got to okay. let the fever ride. And, and I've done mm -hmm. lots of uh, videos about this on Instagram and Facebook where you really want to let the fever go. Um, and because if you let that go, you're going to kill the virus. And just like you were saying earlier, you know, it's, if you're not killing the virus, you're just going to be carrying it around. And um, you're going to become a super spreader. Sickness. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, what's very frustrating because what you're saying is is mainstream knowledge in, in science. The, the top doctors say it. You go to children's hospital, it's they don't recommend reducing fever, like you said, unless it gets to, depending on age, a certain level. You know, this is well known. So why are doctors and hospitals still reducing fever? They are increasing risk. That person is going to have more severe disease. This is all backed by science. I've studied this a lot. Um, yeah. More severe disease and longer um, disease. So I don't understand why it's not mainstream for, you know, these urgent cares and the ER docs and every everyone to explain the importance of fevers so that people it's a knee -jerk don't panic. reaction it well it's a knee-jerk reaction that causes harm so it's very frustrating yeah, but, big time um yeah. yeah so tell people um please where they can find you if they want to follow and and hear what you have to say on on the issue of masks and and treatments of COVID. yeah so you 
find me on Instagram at drbenlynch or on Facebook, same. And mm-hmm. uh, I've got a lot of information about how you can protect yourself. Uh, well, not protect yourself, but support your entire body uh, in my book called Dirty Genes. Mm-hmm. And in there, you're going to find lots of uh, tips that you probably have never even heard of that are mm-hmm. free and things that you can do on your own to empower yourself and your own health because you're not getting that from politicians at the moment. Yeah. So you got to take yeah. charge or your doctor. Yeah. Got to take charge. Uh, yeah, all of that. I mean, this Independence Day, really figure out what that means to be independent um, um, so that you can protect yourself and your neighbor uh, from a, a solid base of knowledge. So, Dr. Ben, thank you so much for calling in. I really appreciate you taking time out of your very busy schedule to be with yeah. us today and weigh in on this important subject. My pleasure. Thank you for your get- message getting out there. Oh, you betcha. So Alex in Tacoma, thank you so much for, for holding. How are you today? Hey, how are you? Yeah, well, you know, we're, we're here talking about masks. Do you, do you have thoughts, opinions, or an experience you want to share with us? Yeah, I do. I have an experience and an opinion. Um, first of all, I work for a big company, a big grocery store, Um <laughs> one that you need a membership for and you can buy tires or toilet paper from. Okay. Um, <laughs> Got it. <laughs> and, uh, uh, so they made a, they made a mask rule for employees about a month and a half ago. And we, I work 90% of my shift before the doors go up um, hmm. by myself nobody else around me. Um, That's basically how it is before the doors go up. Everybody works alone. Um, A few interactions here and there, but there's a lot of big machinery driving around. So you're almost always keeping at least four feet away from everyone. Mm -hmm. We still need to cover our face. It's a very physical job indoors. And now it's to the point where we have management who are trained so well to do what they're told from the next person up that they will hide and wait until someone slides their mask down so they can breathe through their nose or catch a breath of fresh air and instantly come out and reprimand you. And if you're not going to conform, you go home without pay. That that is so appalling. The tyranny of how people are um, implementing this mask order. I I don't under I don't understand it. It defies common sense. You know that it would become so outrageous. They, uh, the, they even the, say it. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, the science doesn't support it, right? The, this, right. the, the science of the mask, and you know, you can go to Informed Choice Washington, read our open letter to the governor. We've got it all there. It's all hyperlinked. You can go read the studies. Um, in fact, let me, I, I want to hear what you have to say there, but I wanted to read to you something that is in, um, that is in the letter because it's so important here. And it, it, it's just, it's so infuriating to me, the conditions that are being, um, put on workers and and turning like workers against management and people against people. So the Secretary of Health mentioned three studies uh, that he said supported the mask order um, back on June 23rd. And I'll I'll just read you an excerpt from one of them that he mentioned. But he did not quote this. So this was called Ma et al. is the um, is the study it's from. Those were the, that's the author. Uh, this is a laboratory experiment comparing a single layer polyester cloth mask to three other types of masks: an N95, a medical, and a homemade mask made of one layer of polyester plus four layers of kitchen paper. And this is um, like a European paper. So kitchen paper probably means paper towels. So who's Who's putting four layers of paper towels underneath their cloth mask? Nobody. 
And the lab setup did not account for ill-fitting masks, constant touching and removal. They didn't test, they test these things in a lab. They didn't go out to the real world to these um, stores <laughs> such as you work in to see how people actually wear them and interact with them in a job eight hours a day. But here's the point. The authors clearly state, and I quote, it is worth noting that the homemade masks shall be of less blocking efficacy if made of fewer layers of kitchen paper. Other types of homemade masks, especially those made of cloth alone, may be unable to block the virus and thus confer no protection against the virus. That's a study that Secretary of Health Wiesman says supports requiring all Washingtonians to wear a mask. So it's it's infuriating to me, and I'm sorry that you have to go uh, through this, but, you know, I'm a person who believes in empowerment that, you know, and, you know, I just read from the um, Declaration of, of Independence there, uh, and it's it pretty much says that when we're being abused, <laughs> we need to stand up, and I believe in standing up peacefully, civilly. Uh, for our rights. So I don't know. What what are your thoughts? What what do you thought about what you can do as an individual to right the wrong that's um, that's happening in your work environment? Um, as far as me personally, what I'm doing is I I'm taking time off from work and I'm I'm pursuing a job in I have testing and interviews set up with the fire department and the police department. Oh, good. So, and it's a crazy time to be a cop, but yeah, I, it really. I is. don't know. I don't know what else to do to use my drive mm-hmm. or my freedom-minded personality. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. Four months ago, I was perfectly happy at my job. I make, I make pretty good money. I get great benefits. I go home, mm-hmm. do my, or I go to work, I do my job, and I come home, and that, that was it. And now mm-hmm. it's the, it's the most depressing, and dehumanizing part of my life, and mm-hmm. I have to go there to pay my bills. I have to go there to, yeah, to pay to live in this. I don't even know what to call this anymore. It's like a glorified right. prison camp. Yeah, I'm. I am so sorry. So it, you know the psychological impact of being forced to to don a mask to put on a garment when you don't when you know that the science doesn't support it when it makes you feel very uncomfortable when you feel like it's impacting your health both physical and mental that's i i just can't imagine how difficult it is um, and it's for people. It's for people in situations like you that I work so hard to get the facts out. That I, you know, that me and my board spent, you know, probably sixty hours drafting our uh, Declaration of of, of Independence uh, here, mm-hmm. um, because it's so important that we. Um, that we work together as a community because some people aren't able to stand up and, and, um, but know that you're not alone mm-hmm. and sharing your story. Is so important, the collateral damage that's, that's happening because of the state's reaction to COVID COVID is doing far less harm than the state's reaction to COVID in my opinion. And, and yeah. nothing is worse than this mask order. It really psychologically and in, in emotionally in so many other ways is is disruptive it's just not how humans are meant to be and it's not helping you know we're not no. we're not saying um opposing the mask uh order you know just out of spite or because we so love liberty we be- believe in protecting our fellow neighbor too but this is yeah. not the way to do it this is not doing it right this um and so I really appreciate you sharing how difficult this is. But be encouraged. A group called Freedom Foundation, if you go to freedomfoundation.com, a couple mm. days ago they filed a lawsuit against the state for the mask order on behalf of seven Washington citizens. And so um, there is hope. There is yeah. hope. But um, I think all of us need to do what you're doing is, is share your experience and and talk to other people 
find out maybe other fellow employees feel the same. See if you can get together and have a discussion with management and, and explain what it is. Bring them the science. If you want to contact me um, after the show, I'd be happy to provide you with, with science. And, and you know, your work environment, the World Health Organization says that people should not wear masks while they're exercising because yeah. it, it can limit your breathing, make you have to breathe more heavily when you're wearing the mask and it will collect moisture because you're sweating a little bit or a lot. It doesn't matter. You're still sweating. The mask is getting wet and then it becomes a breeding ground for, for bacteria. And if you've yeah. got that mask on and you're not clean changing it every, you know, half hour, or hour as it's becoming damp, you're just, you're subjecting yourself to possible bacterial infection. And then of course you do touch it. You can't help but touch it. You're a human being. You're kind of programmed to touch your face every so often. And, yeah. um, you know, it's, it, I, I hear you. It's very, it's very frustrating. I'm going to go ahead and, and give out the phone number again, in case anybody else out there has a, uh, a story they want to uh, tell, but you hang on, Alex, I'll keep talking to you here for a, get, a minute. It's 888-298-5569 or 425-373-5527. Uh, so, so Alex, you know, tomorrow's the 4th of July. What, what are you going to do? You're going to do something to sort of um, celebrate that you live in a great country and, and kind of reestablish for yourself what it means to live in a country because it, sometimes it means you have to stand up and, and speak, doesn't it? Yeah, we're we're just gonna stay home with the kids and probably have a bonfire. I oh, see that on uh, good. I see on Instagram there's a hashtag going around burn your mask and <laughs> maybe, maybe we'll do some of that. Um, yeah. Maybe some target practice with a mask or something. Um, <laughs> it's yeah. the I think the mo one of the most alarming things about this to me is how generally people understand that the mask isn't going to stop the virus but they mm -hmm. still are promoting it and they're still we're all policing yeah. each other now we've turned the the business owners right. who have managed to keep their businesses open now mm -hmm. are are policing the public like they've all been turned into tsa agents or something yeah it's, and it's, and it's, you know Right. And, and, and for, for a medical intervention that is controversial, that they, even the people who are promoting it, own, you know, admit, no, it doesn't protect you from getting sick. It can't block viruses. People do touch them and spread. They have to be worn properly, blah, blah, blah. They admit all that. And it's one thing to, to encourage people to wear it, right? Which still isn't science-based, but then you make your own fully informed decision as an individual. But for the government to require it, that goes above and beyond to require something that has minimal, if any, positive impact and such wide-ranging negative impacts, such as your experience at work, you know, um, and other people. Um, and, and now I, what I find very frustrating there's no words of kindness being put out there, right? So right. The, right. how many people do you know have asthma, heart issues, um, may battle with obesity issues, which makes it, you know, you have breathing and other um, health issues that go along with that. Um, people have neurological issues, uh, mold sensitivities, uh, emotional issues, trauma, Anybody who's been, this, um, you know, kind of the subject or the, the victim of violence, often that comes with a fear of having your face covered because of your violent experience. I would say, I don't know, 40%, 30%, a very large percentage of the population of Washington State wearing a mask in some way is not good for their health. And they qualify under the exceptions put out there by the state by Governor Inslee. And yet, no words of kindness to say, don't judge somebody for not wearing a mask. You don't know their reasons. You don't know yeah. why they have chosen. There may be some people out there not using them 
only because of liberty, right? But I would say that most people not wearing them have legitimate health reasons. And I know people who are now terrified because they don't want to wear the mask and they also don't want to um, go in public and be ostracized or labeled or or barred for not wearing a mask. And so, well... You know, Alex, thank you so much for calling in. I see we have another caller, so I'm going to let you go. Wish you a happy 4th of July. Yeah, you too, and thanks for all you guys are doing. Oh, thank you. And so we have Lily in Seattle. Are you there, Lily? Yes, I am. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you for calling in. What's going on with you? What are your thoughts on masking? Well, I am am not for the mask, and I haven't been from day one. And there are a couple of reasons, I guess, because basically they have they told us to put the mask on. There are no instructions on how long to wear it, what type of what type of mask to really wear, what will it protect you. There was no guidance given behind the mask. It was just put a mask on, mm-hmm. and I you can't breathe. That's the bottom line. You're correct about that. You really can't breathe, and you're not supposed to have something covering your mouth for hours and hours and hours at a time. It's just not you're not supposed to do that. No, you're not supposed to do that. There was really not not any forethought into the impact on each individual and their life circumstance and then and then with the schools in particular. It's it's very frustrating to think that they with zero science. This is a grand experiment on the population that has never been done before. They're issuing orders as if they know what they're doing. This is a huge experiment and it's having huge ramifications. And I did contact Jay Inslee's office, and I did contact the Department of Public Health regarding, and, you know, of course, I didn't get any response. And But basically, it's, it's and they're not even sharing with us ways of keeping ourselves healthy. It's basically mask vaccines. That's it. Yeah. They're not even encouraging other options of saying, right. you know, you can do this to also help prevent the COVID-19. It's just simply fear. Put that mask on, and that's it. Right, and stay away right. from people. That's a fear factor. of, of um, it's, it's very much based on fear and nothing else. And people are going along with it. I'm surprised that people are not saying, wait a minute here. You know, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know how is that going to protect my body? A mask. If you're not healthy, how is a mask going to protect you? Right. Yeah. And then they, they will tell you, well, you don't wear it to protect yourself. You wear it to protect other people. That doesn't make sense either when you look at the science of the mask and you look how the general public wears a mask, how they're constantly touching and tweaking and all that. The virus still passes through, but the masks become germ collectors right underneath their face, these breeding grounds. And, you know, you, you know, you talk to anybody. I, I wish somebody would go with a camera around and just film everybody touching, tweaking their mask. They're wearing it under their nose. It, it's not helping at all. And, and um, you know, like I said, it's one thing to say you might want to consider it, you know, in certain situations. It's another thing to make it, a, uh, you know, to require it. And that's why we all need to stand up and speak out. And, and, and as Americans, use our resources, our, our civil liberties, our, um, our systems to, to challenge, to talk, to educate. So thank you so much for calling, uh, Lily. I'm going to have to, um, yeah, have a great fourth. Information real quick, uh, how we can uh, place to contact people that we come along out here too. We need a support system. So who can I contact and start to, we can get involved to, uh, you know, protest. Um, well, uh, give me an email at contact at informchoicewa.org and I'll, I'll set you um, up with some places to contact, okay? Okay, thank you. Thank you for your time. Oh, thank you. bet. You bet. Thanks for calling in. And so, you know, listeners, thank you so much for tuning into this very important conversation. I hope this weekend, as you celebrate the 4th of July, you're able to appreciate exactly what that celebration is all about, what it means to you, and how you have personal responsibility for making this great country great. This is Bernadette Pager on Lift Your Spirits Radio, 1150 AM, KKNW. Happy 4th, everyone.